0: What do all these people have in common? Uh, They wear capes, but they're also comic book characters and they are all in trouble, not from Dr. Doom or Lex Luthor or anyone like that. They're in trouble from their own marketing departments. (laughs) So what you're, what you're saying is, is that the
1: Joker and Ragnarok and Darkseid aren't out here causing problems for these guys Hold right on. now. That's Wait not what we're, Wait
0: a second. That's not what Wait we're talking second. about. Hold on. Just stop. Stop. What? Stop. <laughs> What's his name?
1: Uh which one? The Joker? No. Ragnarok?
0: No dark seed there's the problem right there no well, I, thought, you know, I, I thought no i thought it was dark seed all this time no one ever thought it was dark seed just stop i stop thought he was out here extra
1: i thought he was out here just like spreading his uh he's just spreading seed seeds of evil all over the universe i thought that's what it was That's not bad. That's actually accurate. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) That's right. There we go. See? See? This is what happens when you listen to this podcast. You learn things. Crispy nuggets of analogy. Right there. That's what Mm -hmm. I'm here for.
0: Okay, and if you haven't gleaned at this point what we're talking about, (laughs) it's Teams and Kid Phoenix versus comics. Yo, yo. So to start this discussion, I think... Kid Phoenix and I need to discuss our comic collecting credentials. And let's just let's just bring the listeners into our worlds a little bit, explain our history with comics, how we got started in them, and like what just just how did we become fans of comics? So I feel like you
1: should go first simply because not just because I want to be a jerk and I want to make you feel uncomfortable as all hell, but it's simply because. You're older than me, as we've established many, many times on this podcast. You have quite a few years, decades even, on me, decades plural. Um, and I got into comics because you were into comics. And me being the little brother that I am, I wanted to follow your relatively small footsteps. Because if you guys don't know, uh, thieves has small feet. Um, I just wanted to. <laughs> i wanted to follow in those not small not big medium-sized footprints that you left when i was uh growing up so i'll, I'll let Teve take the floor and uh, explain how he got started and more or less that's pretty much how i probably got started
0: so i got started in comics because my dad was a comics fan although he didn't collect he would talk about them all the time right Talked about uh, how he enjoyed reading them so when i got a job working at my grandfather's newsstand shout out um, to that
1: newsstand again
0: <laughs> on the way to the newsstand i would pass by the 7-eleven on 43rd and walnut chestnut
1: uh walnut which is now an a plus, which kind of sucks because you know yeah has to be Seven Eleven. is it I don't. I, I don't want ices. I want Slurpees. But that's beside the point.
0: Is it forty third? No, it's 46. It's like forty fifth or 46. In case you happen to live in Philadelphia and know what I'm talking about and want to go to the spot where James bought his first comic and light a candle, you can do that. <laughs> they they
1: have a they have a they have one of those uh, in memoriam signs. That you see they got a across. plaque. They got a plaque there. Just like, they got a
0: plaque with my stupid face on it.
1: I don't know if it's got your stupid face on it, but it's definitely got your name, your full government name on there.
0: God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so I started, so I, going by that 7-Eleven, they had a rack with comics and you spin it and you see, oh, here's all the different comics. I'm going to take this one. Um, it was a Hulk my very first comic was a Hulk issue and I'm trying, I believe it was Hulk three forty eight, but let me check the tapes on there.
1: I feel like, cause I remember your comic book collection. I remember that one of the comics that I looked at probably more than any of them. It was just like Hulk and abomination on the cover. I I'm sure there are a lot of those with Hulk and abomination on the cover, but I saw that book and I was just like,
0: Holy shit! This is this looks fucking insane. So I remember the book. I remember the book that I got because of the cover. It was the Hulk who was gray at the time, and we, we don't have time to get into that. Don't but have time Hulk for that. Three, it's Hulk three fifty. It's Hulk. He's gray. He's fighting the Thing on the cover. It's Hulk and Thing face to face with Doctor Doom in the background. Pretty dope. I'm like, I'm reading this. (laughs) I'm reading this. I was aware of who Hulk was from cartoons. I was aware of who Thing and Doctor Doom were from cartoons. From the Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends cartoons in the 80s. And they would run Hulk shorts or individual Hulk episodes within that. Um, And there were Fantastic Four cartoons the whole time. So I was aware of these characters. So I bought a book and...
1: Teve uh, was very much into Lou Ferrigno before he started buying mm-hmm. comic books. Yeah. Nothing
0: to do with Lou Ferrigno.
1: Teve's no. <laughs> 14-year-old Teave's stand very hard for Lou Ferrigno. No.
0: <laughs> so from that point on, you know, as I started going to high school after that, and my high school was in downtown Philadelphia, which gave me access to you know, specific comic shops from that seed, from that dark seed, which I guess go. is the thing we're doing now. That's what we're doing. Uh, I was able to then grow and expand my knowledge of comics. I got into the X-Men. I got into Spider-Man. I being an artist, getting involved in comics at the beginning of the whole image artist deal was very exciting. And that really influenced a lot where I come from with my own comics journey. Now, I don't collect as much as I would like to now. I almost don't collect any floppies at all. I mostly create... If I read, I'm going to read digitally or I'm going to read a trade. And that's where I'm in. And I am also in a graphic novel book club through Comic-Con International. So I think I have plenty of comic bona fides here. So my comic bona
1: fides are not as uh, robust, we'll say. I got into comic books very loosely because Teeves was into comic books and he had this giant trunk, which we debate internally whether or not this trunk still exists somewhere on this plane, <laughs>
0: I have not seen it. I suspect it might be on the third floor in the in what used to be your room in that closet. That but is now a storage I, unit. <laughs> um, I have, I'm going to have to dig around the next time I go back.
1: I've, I've thumbed through that trunk so many times, and some of the characters I really gravitated towards were the X-Men, Spider-Man, and I wasn't too invested in the stories. I just like looking at the art personally. That was my whole thing. I wanted stuff that looked cool. Much like Teeves, I also went to high school in downtown Philadelphia. We went to the same high school, actually. So I was able to go to these comic book shops that Teeves had told me about. Uh, shout out Atomic City. Shout out Fat Jacks just going to those shops after school every couple of weeks or so i wasn't going like every week like i'm guessing Teeves was were you going to comic book shops like every week every other week
0: maybe i mean i was downtown what else am i going to do after school besides go to the arcade and go to the comic book shop
1: go to the gallery Uh,
0: oh also shout out to green onions which used to be on 13th and walnut
1: i remember green onions yeah it was there for like a hot second, and then who knows what it became? I can't even yeah. remember. It's like it's like some offshoot Photoshop now. I don't know. I don't know. But I am more into collecting than Thieves is, and I'm very specific on what I collect. Oh for ex- for for example, some of the ones that I do own are uh, the Avengers 197, which is the first appearance of Taskmaster. I own the first trade where it's the winter soldier how he's conceived right now in the mcu i have the first issue of thor as lady thor and then some other annals or just annuals, some real special comics that i felt like i wanted to have like the new idw teenage mutant you Ninja Turtles. i don't have that guy what i have is the individual book I think it's Captain American number 5 or 6, I can't remember. I have to go I have to go into the safe. I have to go into the safe to get it and pull it out. The safe. Yeah, the safe. I also have uh two different variant covers of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 50 from IDW Comics. Uh, shout out our mutual friend Whoopi, for hooking up, me up with that. Uh GI Joe versus Street Fighter this giant like three issue thing. Point is, I do a little bit more collecting, but I'm a little bit more specific. And I didn't really gravitate to specific characters, probably until well into my 20s. My Marvel character de jour is Daredevil. My DC comic character is Green Lantern. That's what it is. That's what it has been. It just sucks that the Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds wasn't all that great
0: we don't need to get into that. we don't need to get
1: into that but thank you uh marvel netflix for removing the stink of the ben affleck daredevil movie so just thank you for that and that's those are those are my bona fides so clearly there's a difference in opinions takes where we are with it etc but plenty plenty of bona fides between the both of us plenty indeed now we're just going to get into some issues with the industry as it is right now and what some of the problems are that we feel are significant problems i will start with this distribution uh you guys really need to start getting out of the way of the old school type or at least that being the primary It's 2021, just about everything is done digitally. There needs to be more, or at least better access to digital comic books. I feel like there's only one app that I've ever heard of. It's through Amazon. I know there's one more. I just can't remember what it's called. But those are really the only two mediums. Like, I don't know if Marvel has their own app, DC has their own app, etc. Maybe you can fill me in on that. But that seems to be a problem because not everybody has a local comic book shop where they can go down and just look at racks on stacks on racks like those places don't really exist anymore because of the the amazons of the world and they're just like they're just not a thing that much anymore
0: yeah that is a problem and like i was saying when i was talking about how i got into comics i get i got into comics by seeing comics in 7-eleven in a convenience store in a gas station you know this is a lot this is the way a lot of people get started now
1: there are certain newsstands like downtown philadelphia like just go to a newspaper stand on like i know they still have one at like right outside the hard rock which is like 12th and market there's a newsstand there and he just sells comics
0: And we don't really have time to get into a discussion about, you know, why comics are distributed the way they are about the direct market and things like that. But what we can say is along with the direct market, there there needs to be places other than the comic book shop to find and buy comics. Right. Now the place for this is probably as dc and marvel have experimented with doing stuff in walmart in target in ralph's like why not (laughs) i mean put you if you want to get new and younger readers into the books you got to put the books where new and younger readers are right you can put what are those things what are those
1: things called not not like legitimate magazines uh tabloids you can put tabloids at the supermarket checkout, you can have one rack of like comics.
0: It's the same principle though. It's like, oh, I'm standing here in line. This is guard this is nonsense, but I'm gonna read it. And hey, I get hooked, so I might as well pick it up and take it with me. Right. Same principle, but you could just have instead of US Weekly or the Star National Enquirer or whatever it is. Wondering you know with Meghan Markle on the cover again. Or or Kanye not, or Kim and Kanye again. Why can't it be Spider-Man? I'm saying put Spider-Man in Us Weekly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying.
1: Wait, put Spider-Man actually in Us Weekly or just the place on the rack where Us Weekly would be?
0: Honestly. Do you, I think it would probably do much better for the country if Spider-Man was in Us Weekly. <laughs> I think we'd be in a much better place.
1: I think it would be way more interesting. That's for damn sure. It's like, hey, what's the what's Spider-Man doing these days? Oh, he's fighting he's fighting Doctor Octopus again. Why can't they put this man in prison and keep him there? <laughs>
0: Marvel used to do a book like that, I think. I have a vague recollection of Marvel doing like a, an Us Weekly style publication. That like an, was that. Like that an was actual like, Daily Bugle kind of thing? Like a one-off or a one-shot or something like that. But I think they did a full magazine size deal. And it was like, oh, we saw Spider-Man doing stuff and yeah, something like that that's cool though that would be a way that would actually be a way to get people interested and get people into it right
1: if i saw something that looked like a newspaper or looked like something that was delivering news and i saw like all these like fictional characters and stuff like that i wouldn't know if they were fictional number one number two if you put on the back of that uh for more adventures of spider-man go to your local comic book shop whatever or you know it now in 2021, like go to this website, go to this web page, download a bunch of comics, whatever. That's that's a delivery system. That makes perfect sense. Let's let's do that. Let's do more creative things like that in terms of distribution. Like I don't know, I don't know what the issue is.
0: I see what you did there. There,
1: thank you, thank you very much. I see it. <laughs> the other real issue i have with comics is price point and part of the jesus christ part of the homework assignment that tebs sent me was a youtube where a gentleman discussed this a single comic is five bucks but for example somehow there was a giant walmart hundred page book that was also five bucks which is also the same price as this giant, thick-ass book of manga stuff. Shonen Jump. That's just not going to work. Like, 12 pages should cost less than 30 pages, which should cost less than 500 pages. I don't think you could be charging five bucks for a single comic anymore.
0: It's true. Hold on. Sorry if I'm fading out here. All right. So, this is one of the last books floppies that I bought. This is Marvel's Alien Number One, the Black Edition. Right. Okay. This book cost me five bucks. Right. So, for $5, I shouldn't have to deal with any ads or anything like that. Right. Right. But you you shouldn't have to. This bad boy is packed. Now, they're all Marvel ads, but. Yeah, Marvel ads. I don't need it. I'm paying five. The purpose of the ads is to subsidize the price so that you're not totally reliant on the cover price to make money. That incredible Hulk 350 that I bought cost 75 cents in 1989. Sorry, 1988. Adjusted for inflation, that 75 cents is a dollar seventy one. 71. Why is this book? five dollars with all kinds of
1: ads inside of it
0: with no ads i mean the book that i bought for 75 cents had tons of ads in it but the ads kept the price 75 cents right this has no ads and is more expensive which makes sense and there have been upgrades in to the paper and to the cover and things like that but it's not three dollars per issue right level of upgrades like and that's like the the paper The the paper's
1: nice but it's not like it's not like super glossy or anything like that
0: the price point is a barrier for entry for younger readers if you want them to get involved i mean because most kids can scrape up two bucks for a comic but five might be a tall order
1: yeah you can find two dollars in change in like sofa cushions I just don't understand. Okay, I get. Hold
0: on, hold on. That's for one book. That's for one book. Collecting four or five.
1: God forbid, it's a whole story arc like Flashpoint or Blackest Night. You're gonna be in the tank for like a hundred bucks for like twenty issues. Whereas if you just wait and don't collect the single issues you wait for the trade paperback and you're paying maybe 20 bucks for the whole damn thing. If all you want to do is read the story, that's one thing. But if you want to just have all the solos, just that you can roll up to a con or something and say, Hey, I have blackest night, but I have all the single issues, all the Batman's the Superman's the green lanterns, the core. I have all of that. First of all, why are you carrying that shit all around all, all damn time Two, is that check luggage or, or was that carry on? And three, why are you making life hard on yourself financially by doing it the, the
0: solo issue way? Trade paperbacks are amazing. Let's, it's- just, let's just let's dive into this point a little bit here, because. Let's think about all the other media where they try to sell it to you in monthly chunks, Um there are no more media that try to sell yeah. to you in monthly chunks. There used to be magazines that would have fiction stories that were cut up episodically to keep you buying the magazine every month. They don't do that anymore. No, there used to be television shows that you would be what have to watch in chunks week to week. They don't do that anymore. And if Everything they do, it's all like Netflix. Day.
1: If or like did. The only exception would be Disney+. Plus. They're, they're being real stubborn with the, like, episodic thing, which, fine, I appreciate it, whatever.
0: I think episodic works better for those cases, but I think having everything available works in other cases. It's unfathomable to me. It's not unfathomable, <laughs> but it just seems a little bit ridiculous to me that they would insist on keeping this business model from, I don't know, the 40s, yeah and trying to and trying to maintain it and hold this up like no like i'm I, not it's a i'm telling you i collected this floppy this alien number 1 the black edition just because i wanted to have this one particular issue it right. was marvel's first alien c series since they got the license from fox and i thought you know i want to have my hands on that but i'm not collecting the rest i'll just get the trade right like why would i not just get the trade when it's available i uh, say similar to you same thing same thing happened
1: to me when blackest night started i got the first issue of green lanterns talking with the start of that story arc i have that book after that i got the trades and they're signed by jeff johns i'm pretty sure they're at your house yeah i think i got them i think so i got some
0: hardcover trades of yours yeah
1: so once i got that first issue i was just like all right cool i have this i have this first book and then after that i was really waiting for the trades because i was not trying to spend five six bucks a pop just to continue the story it's similar to people that are like oh i don't want to watch this one episode of loki or falcon winter soldier whatever I'll just wait for the whole damn thing to drop and then I'll just binge the hell out of it, which is fine. Whatever your delivery system, whatever the method, it's fine. But when there's money involved, I'm sorry. I want to take the path that is the least amount of strain on my wallet. resistance resistance. I'm sorry. I want the least amount of resistance on my wallet.
0: It actually is a better proposition financially for the trade, right? A trade costs what? 20 bucks. If 20 five or 20, or, 20 to 30 bucks depending on the trade. It's if it's a 5 or 6 issue run at 5 bucks a pop, that's 30 bucks for to buy the individual floppies. And there's not really a reason to do that. And then what happens if you want to go back and you want to reread
1: the the story. If you're missing one of those floppies, you're SOL. As opposed to, oh, here's the trade. I'm not I'm not missing anything. I got everything right here. There's that convenience factor. Also, I will say, having a bookshelf of trades just looks mad cool. I'm just gonna say,
0: it. Um, having a shelf full of trades looks way cooler in the corner of your room than a stack of white boxes. Exactly. You're just saying, just a stack saying. phone boxes, not sexy. Not Book sexy shelves, at all. Sexy bookshelves are mad sexy. Exactly <laughs> now we need to we need to talk about something pretty sensitive. Um, are we going to get canceled over this? I mean, if we're not canceled already I mean we're only this is only our
1: fourth episode into being back, like we can't be canceled already, can we?
0: so what I think has happened is in an effort to promote more diversity mm. a lot of the comic book or in an effort to promote more diversity and get more diverse readers uh, the comic book companies have begun you know changing their writing styles or changing basically black superman we've got a black superman now yeah and that is designed i guess to make more black people read superman sure uh, the problem is the hardcore audience that has been reading superman is not too appreciative of changes to this degree to the character right to the fundamentals of the character now you could say these guys need to get over it but i think the problem here is
1: the internet is that that is not something that's possible since the creation of the internet that's not a thing that's possible
0: The problem here is not that the fanboys are wrong. I mean, they're wrong. The the fanboys and
1: fangirls, come on. Okay,
0: the fans are not wrong (laughs) about the way they feel about it. Like, their feelings are not wrong. Just the way they're going about making their arguments often come out. It it comes off a little problematic. It it comes Um, off a little ist,
1: whatever whatever the ist ist is whatever the is is be it racist be it sexist whatever it just comes off as that nine times out of ten
0: but i i totally get somebody coming in and saying oh whatever you knew about this character no we're changing everything just not even so much of the diversity issue just changes to characters to long established characters in general right like DC, can you go like three years without rebooting your entire universe? (laughs) Please?
1: Uh, Teeves was not a fan of the new 52. He was just
0: not. I was out out on DC by the new 50. Oh, wait, Infinite Crisis wasn't enough? You you (laughs) got to change more now? (laughs) But yes, tinkering with established characters in such a way that it's just going to turn off too so much the tinkering companies, the companies, the comics companies are in a real bind they know they have to attract new readers but they can't lose the readers they already got who are propping up the industry so they think here's what we'll do, we'll keep Superman but we'll just make him black that'll make everybody happy except no, it's not making anyone happy not making no one happy. is happy about this it's No, because the old school Superman
1: fans will be like, oh why are you making this drastic change and then for exi- for the purposes of this example the black people are like yo what what the fuck what this is this placation does not sit with us
0: right it's total placation and we know he's going to go right back to being white as soon as the sales numbers did. exactly so, so what are we really doing here nothing
1: not a thing when it also comes into when we also talk about new readers there's there's another problem that i see how do you get in has always been incredibly intimidating for somebody that's never been into a comic book shop, never looked at a comic book, never watched anything based on a comic book series. The The 90s was kind of perfect for me because I had X-Men and the Spider-Man cartoon. So I was really intrigued in those characters. So I just kind of gravitate towards those comics and then with you and going to conventions, learning about all these different characters and whatnot, what have you. But somebody that's new getting into comics, regardless of the age, they always have the same question. Where do I start? And that is such a loaded
0: question. As I told you with my comics journey, I started with Hulk 350. I was where there were 350 issues before <laughs> yeah. this issue that I read um i just started reading from here and moving forward knowing that there's a lot going on in the back that i don't know about but content that i'm following a story from this point forward and i'm pretty happy about that i don't i think that the issue of people trying to figure out where to start is kind of
1: and i, I mean know. i mean where to start in terms of like how do I choose what character I want to really start to get into? Not necessarily like a book number or something like that. But that just goes into like personal preference and like what you like, what you don't like, stuff like that. But a lot of people can't even answer those questions.
0: I mean, this stuff is out there, though. You have the Marvel Cinematic Universe to help get you into Marvel. You've got the DC AU to help get you into DC. DC DCAU? The DC Animated Universe, yeah, because
1: we don't we don't, we don't recognize the Snyderverse. We don't we don't um, we don't recognize the Snyderverse on this
0: podcast. You got Wonder Woman. You've got You've got this stuff is out there. Like if you are like drawn to a character, let's say that you like Wonder Woman, you go into the comic book shop. You're like, hey, I'd like to read some Wonder Woman comics, please.
1: They'll point you in the direction of the Wonder Woman stacks,
0: right? But then you're gonna have um, Wonder Woman amazon one or wonder woman right unlimited number five or there's gonna be like eight different versions of wonder woman i got (laughs) got no idea what i'm doing here none of them are like number one so then i gotta go back to the guy i gotta be like this is the fifth one of this do you have the first one and depending on the comic shop they may or may not so (laughs) when you talk about starting
1: at 350 let's say you're a new comic book reader and you started well,
0: hold, on, a... hold on before we go too deep down these woods i think this probably is discussion that goes into the next segment so we can we can take it up from there but are we done are these all the problems or are these the main problems we see in the comics industry to this point these are some, those are
1: some of the main issues to that point and i guess uh, I guess we have to kind of figure out what we want to do now in terms of like helping these distributors fix their problems. Let's just pay some of these bills. We'll put some of these hats on. Tease will take over as the editor-in-chief of Marvel. And uh, yeah, let's just see what we come up with here. Okay, so now that we've discuss some of the problems and i do kind of want to go back on this question because i did have a question that kind of fits into like what now so maybe we can start it here if you're a new comic book reader let's say that you start off basically how you did with number 350 is it easier or is it at least somewhat easier to kind of follow where for example the hulk has been since issue 350 with the help of the internet
0: The internet helps a lot, and Wikipedia articles, even though they are maligned, they are a very good resource for figuring out quickly a character's backstory. I'm not sure that back in the day, I would just either figure it out through the Encyclopedia of the Marvel Universe, or just other folks that were into comics and were in the shop while I was there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or just like talk to the guy supervising the store at that time. I'm pretty sure he's going to know his stuff depending on what comic you're asking about. What?
0: So, are we going to fix comics now?
1: I mean, we fix so much on this podcast. Why don't we just fix one more thing? Why don't we fix one more thing where our ideas are not going uh, to be compensated for any of our ideas?
0: That's fine. Look, I will take my compensation in the form of comics getting better.
1: Okay, that's fine. Industry
0: being more stable.
1: That's fine. So, I'll take that. I'll take that.
0: So I am going to become, I, in, this, in this scenario, in, I in will this, be playing. In this, Teeves and Kid Phoenix Presents Masterpiece Theater. I will be playing the editor-in-chief of Mar- the new incoming editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics. Okay. Go ahead and put on this editor in chief hat. And
1: um, <laughs> for those that can't see, is uh, wearing a light blue kangle. Well, put
0: this on the YouTube. What are you doing?
1: <laughs> well, maybe this. Okay, maybe. All right, all right. That's fair. That's fair.
0: So I am now the editor in chief of Marvel Comics. Um, in this scenario, I want you to play uh, comic book store owners and retailers. Okay. All right,
1: I don't think I need a hat for that one. Uh,
0: They're mostly bald anyway, so you're fine. Wow! Um,
1: (laughs) Shots fired at all the at all the comic book owners with long flowing hair. Just shots fired at you guys. Long
0: flowing hair and male pattern baldness—that's like a symbol
1: (laughs) of not every not every comic book store owner is comic book guy. Stop it.
0: So. I'm the new EIC of Marvel. And the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to say, who's doing the best? Who's doing gangbusters business in the comic space? From a character
1: standpoint or from a store standpoint?
0: From a company standpoint. Okay. And from right now, it looks to me that the biggest comic book company in America is Viz. Yeah. Viz... (laughs) Makes Viz distributes manga to the United States. So I have to really look at it and I have to say, what is manga doing that I'm not doing? Why are people buying up this stuff and into this where I'm struggling to get new people into this? Why are more people seemingly getting into
1: Japanese comics than American comics?
0: Now, I will tell you a few of the things that i see as the biggest advantage manga has over traditional american comics and we've gone over a couple of them okay number one what they offer people is one consistent story told through however many books it is so absolutely if you if you're reading let's say you're reading one one piece might be a bad example but let's say you're reading i don't know whatever manga it is from issue 1 of that to to whenever it ends it's going to be one writer one artist one team telling one story yes
1: now lots of consistency with manga
0: now that's something that maybe american comics can't offer with their ongoing characters. But it certainly is going to open my, idea, my eyes to the idea that, hey, maybe if we were starting some new IPs, we keep the same team together. I mean, look at Saga. Yeah. Saga is one of the biggest books in the industry. And that's the same writer and artist and the same one story the whole time. It's a freaking saga. <laughs> but anyway
1: i that's something that's something I don't that's something I personally don't understand. Maybe you can fill me in here, but why the why the need to change so much of the consistency? Like you have this team of Spider-Man people. I get it. Marvel's been around for like 40-50 years. People are going to retire, people are going to pass on from us unexpectedly. That's one thing. But to just come back with a new writing team and a new artist and stuff like that every couple of years, it just throws off any continuity. Like storytelling, I'm not sure I agree with you 100%. I do appreciate with, uh, for example, you know, X-Men, maybe they're going up against Magneto for like, I don't know, 50 books or whatever. Then they're going up against Apocalypse the next 50 or so that's all that's all fine but can we have that same writing and drawing team together for those hundred
0: books well i'll tell you this books where you keep the same writing and artist team for a long time specifically like first one jumping out to me is the claremont burn x-men which is a great run and great 70s. run or you know, this run, this Captain America run with Bru Baker and um Phillips. Um yeah, that's right.
1: Right. Teeves is checking his bookshelf, which we have oh, established.
0: Sorry, sorry,
1: Brew Baker and Eptic. Um Teeves checking his bookshelf for that as we've got well, very sexy.
0: Brew Baker. And and Phillips do the criminal series, which has been going on for year after year. But I think it's tough just because the demands of putting out a book monthly. And I'm not sure exactly how what manga's schedule is. Okay. Because I'm not sure, I'm not 100% sure if in Japan they come out monthly. All I know is when I go to the bookstore, and that's the important thing, I'm going to the bookstore and I see them all lined up. Yeah, not, not a comic book shop. We're talking like Barnes & Noble. Barnes & Noble, B. Dalton, in the mall. Um, B. Da- is that even a thing? Jesus. That's not a thing
1: anymore. You're wow. way to age yourself.
0: Is Walden Books a thing?
1: I believe Walden <laughs> Books is still a thing in New York. Might have to check the tapes on that. But I, I'm pretty sure I've seen a Walden Books in some random-ass airport. I'm sure I've seen it.
0: Uh, that's the other thing what manga offers manga readers that American comics can't offer is the ground floor pretty much you can start at the beginning of a series because here it is here's the whole series the whole thing first one and I'm gonna start here it may Uh, be as thick as
1: a world book but you got it all Get, get yourself a bookmark and you're ready to go
0: Yes, those are the main advantages of manga. Number one, they are where kids are. Yeah. Amazing. Incredible idea. <laughs> How novel. <laughs>
1: How novel. Let's put the merchandise near the hands where
0: we want them to be. Number two, they offer one continuous story told by one creative team. And three, they offer people the chance to jump in at the beginning not feeling like oh I've already missed out on 60 years of history Right. Uh, I don't know if I can get into this character right now so now that I'm wearing my Marvel Comics EIC hat and I have this knowledge here's some things that I'm going to do thing number one the obsession with having number ones and using that as a kind of hey, you can jump in here with Immortal Hulk number one or Savage Hulk number one or whatever number one. No, we're just going back to the regular numbering conventions. Incredible Hulk number five, whatever it would be, that's where we're starting my run with. All the major books, are starting their runs. They're picking up their numbers from wherever the numbering convention would logically make sense for them to pick up.
1: So what you're saying is like just just Spider-Man, for example. Just Spider-Man. No Amazing Spider-Man, Uncanny. No, 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 no. no.
0: If if it's a legacy title, if it's a title that Spider-Man is not a legacy title, Amazing Spider-Man would be the title that would run all the way back to 1960, whatever. Incredible Hulk, Uncanny. Mighty, you know, those are the books. Invincible, those mm-hmm. are the books that would run all the way back. Those so what books, you're
1: saying is that the only books that would get number ones are in in 2021. As the head of Marvel, the only books that get number ones are brand spanking
0: new characters. That's correct. That makes complete and total sense. New characters or new teams. That would make sense. Okay, That is the long-running books. They are going to pick up one story that you could, if you wanted to, theoretically take all the way back to the creation of these characters. But with my main titles, I am also going to have books that tell one-shots. I'm going to have a series that has one-shots or two-issue stories or three-issue stories. But a chance for people to do stuff like, okay, action comics might not be the place to do your black Superman. But in the other series, like in Man of Steel, which I know is just a rotating anthology of tales and, and, and people, new artist teams come in or whatever. You can do your Black Superman story there. Nobody gets upset because everybody understands, oh, this is not going to be the ongoing reality or they're not even trying to make us think that it's going to be the ongoing reality. This is just a one shot. So I'll read it. Check it out. This is pretty interesting. Now I'm on to the next thing. If it's a really good idea, then we can take it and put it into the main book. But the point is you need a main book to keep people... Satisfied that are trying to get their.
1: You're not changing the reality of what they know already. You're simply right. adding on, you're adding a new wrinkle onto what has already been established.
0: We're adding a new wrinkle, but we're adding it on after we already know it's well established and well liked and people have understood it. Right. You know what I mean? If you wanted to introduce kind of new villains or new ideas to things, you have this other book. Let's call it Web of Spider Man even though there was a web of Spider-Man and I think it was kind of the same idea, but I don't know. I wasn't collecting Spider-Man that hard back in the day. It was way too many books. It was like five books. I didn't have time for that. I don't have time for that. Um, I don't have time or money for that nonsense. But yeah, we'll have amazing and we'll have web of Spider-Man. Amazing is going to be the one continuous story. Web of Spider-Man is going to be a series of one shots, two shots, three shots, four shots max. I think. And it's that, just the it's just the place where you're trying shit out. Where I'm trying stuff out. Every year I'm gonna take all the amazings from that year. Actually, that's a lot. That's 52 books.
1: It's not that's bad. Rough. That's not bad. That's not bad.
0: A year's worth of. No, no, of... no, it's 12 books. 12 books. 12 books. Sorry. 12 yeah, that's books.
1: No
0: I don't know what I was thinking. They don't do comics weekly. They don't that's do comics, they don't do comics weekly. That's ridiculous. They used to, but that's out, outrageous. That's, out, oh, that's out goddamn outrageous. Every year I'm going to take all of the books from that year. I'm going to bind them up in one trade and I'm going to be like, this is Spider-Man 2021. I'm taking this book. I'm putting that in Walmart, Target, Ralph's, Walden Books, B. Dalton, Spider Man, tw- Amazing Spider-Man 2021. This is all the stuff that happened this year. You can read that. Why isn't that a thing, by the way? Because I'll tell you the reason why it's not a thing. Because that makes so much sense. The reason why it's not a thing is for exactly the what I illustrated before. You go into a comic book store. You realize you're on Superior Spider-Man number seven. You're like, hey, where's the number one? Where's one through six? Where's one through six? The retailer says... I got them right here. You can buy them now. The bulk of the cash that comics retailers make is not on new books; it's on their back issues. Right. And today, it's it's mm-hmm. it's on back issues and whatever other Funko Pops and every goddamn thing <laughs> else they got in the store. That's why when you go into a comic book store these days, the comics are like in the back, like they're ashamed of them or something. <laughs> like it's all Funko Pops and whatever in the front, but. That's why, but I'm incentivizing I'm bringing in new readers, so retailers, um, I'm gonna be bringing in new readers, so just like relax. It'll just be hang fun. on, just hang on a sec. just, just I real- know I know it's scary. yeah, they're coming. They're just, gonna be here. <laughs> I, I know it looks a little
1: harrowing right now, but just just relax. This is our first year trying this thing.
0: Just wait on it. Just wait for it. I am going, okay, that's thing number one. We need to have concurrent books and we need to have episodic books side by side on the racks. So if somebody comes in, they want to say, hey, I want the latest Spider-Man. I want to know what's going on in Spider-Man's life. Here's amazing. Oh, I'm a kid. I just want to read a story where Spider-Man punches robots. Here's Web of, and he's punching robots. this time. <laughs> Oh, all all of this makes complete and total like i love i love the
1: idea of binding a year's worth of comics in one trade i, I think that's a genius idea and simply because it's it's easy it's mu- it's like it's like the people that are out here saying uh, hey i don't want to go episode by episode i'll just wait for the whole thing to drop and i'll just binge cuz i think that's part of the culture that we're in Binging
0: stuff, guess what? Retailers, after this has been going for a few years and you get new readers coming in, you can say, Hey, you want to know what's been happening with Spider Man up until this point? You can buy amazing 2021, 2022, and 2023. I have them right here, only 60 bucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Convenient, efficient. We're Teeves's word for being the Marvel editor in chief is efficiency right now. That's what it is.
0: Thing number two, I'm going to drop a lot of money to bring new and diverse creative teams in, and just let them make new series that they can take to an endpoint. And 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 what I'm saying is, I'm not new, going to take to I'm new not going to take characters or both. Both. I'm not going to take Tanisi Coates and put him on Black Panther. I'm going right. to say, Tanisi Coates, here's an artist. Is there an artist that you want to work with? Yes. Okay. Come up with a series that has an endpoint, like a 60 issue run or, or 40 or whatever, however many you want to do. Write one complete story. Right. Do that story and I will sell it. I'm going to reach out to all kinds of different creators to try to create. New stuff to bring new readers in rather than just saying, Oh, Superman's black now, you should come in. The because <laughs> me me making that me doing that, Tony Sea Coates got press for writing the black Superman, but I think he would get way more press. He got he got press in the comics press for doing that. If he did something totally new, I think he'd get press everywhere right because he's coming it's it's an original it's an original ip it's like oh Tony Tony coats next book is coming out but it's a comic with marvel check this out right you know what i mean it's not he's not he's not being uh
1: assimilated into a property like he's gonna be able to create his own vision and like if he wants to come up with a brand new character with this team
0: Sure. Let's let's see what it is. And again, if he's just got ideas for Spider-Man and wants to do some Spider-Man stuff, he can do a run on Web of Spider-Man for six issues or however many he wants to go. We have to limit the number of issues you can have in a run on the episodic book. We don't want it to turn into another goddamn continuity book. Right. So, like, yes, if that's your, if you got an idea for Spider-Man and you can't wrap it up in like four issues or six issues, I got to say no. I got to right. like, no. I can't do that. Um But would you say something like, okay, if
1: you can stick whoever the team is, if you can stick to and have an endpoint, would you put them on the the the, the big property?
0: No because my big properties have to stay fluid. Okay. Um, I'm not going to put you on the Avengers, because the Avengers is like my whole... Like, the Inve- the Avengers is... I'm not going to let you come in and mess with the formula to Coca-Cola. <laughs> you can't do that. But if you want to make your own cola, go for it. <laughs> or if you want to make up some... if you If you think you can really do something with some kind of pineapple soda... <laughs> like... Like, no, you can't make Coke, but I'll let you make Tahitian Treat. That's fine. Nice.
1: Of all the sodas that you could have mentioned, you dropped Tahitian Treat, which is just amazing. Just thank you so much for that. fruit punch
0: soda. Why is that not everywhere? Why isn't it everywhere? Come on. Why (laughs) why do I not have a a go-to fruit punch soda right now? Outrageous.
1: (laughs) All right. So new... Okay, so different development teams, they get their own one
0: shots. They get their own books. They get their own books with the promise that stuff that happens in here is going to matter. It's going to be real stuff. People are not going to be coming back from the dead. This is going to be a different thing that we are going to we're going to encourage people to do new IPs. We're going to reach out to new and diverse writing teams to come up with new IPs and new ideas and say, "Here, do this." And it's not like a reboot or anything like that. It's
1: like for it's not like a multiverse kind of thing that's going on. It's like it's not attached to the big property. It's it's its own thing. Right. So and there's if no turns- continuity issues. Right. And, if and there's if some tra- ideas in the one shot where the big property that you're managing, if there's some stuff in the in the offshoot that you like and you want to throw it into the continuity. Sure you can do that throw the throw the one shot team a couple extra, a couple hundred extra bucks or whatever and just fine
0: you can th- yeah do the one shot team whatever but the point and and if if these new creators happen to create things that really catch on that people really like bring them back or get them to sign off on somebody else taking over the character and taking it over in that direction and this is and not difficult, people. And there's there's
1: there's bonuses. Like, let's say you have a main property, and then in the off and then in the offshoot, some new characters are introduced. In that offshoot, people are really into those characters. You come to that offshoot team and say, "Hey, we want to make a big property off of this little offshoot idea that you had that was received very well." Guess uh, what?
0: That's more money, and that's new characters. That is the difficulty. There's not really a space in the big two right now. If you want to try some new stuff, you know what I mean? If you really want to try to, to step out of the box, they're going to put you on a main book and that they're going to put you on a main title and the changes that you want to make are going to upset the people that are reading that main title. So by doing this, I'm going to give you a playground to play with the character but not necessarily hurt continuity. Is there any company
1: that's really allowing or that's really fostering new development like that? Cause I know Marvel and DC aren't image
0: I, lets people do I, whatever I, they want to do. I
1: feel like, I feel like image lets people do whatever the fuck they want, image which is probably why I like image so much. I mean, it image may be, has... it may be, the, it may be the Robert Kirkman universe, but shit, there's plenty of other fine books on the image roster
0: image consistently for me has the most interesting ideas that i really want to read i i read image for ideas i read marvel and dc for characters so right if there's some way to merge the characters with the ideas we should probably try to do that (laughs) and that's what i think that's what i that's what these suggestions are hoping to address thing number three this one this one's going to be a bit controversial but as the new EIC of Marvel,
1: you're just going to mad you you're just going to kill off Captain America.
0: You're just going to do that. I'm putting every issue of my back catalog up until let's say 5 years ago. So everything from before 2018 is going online for free. Why not? Why wouldn't you do Why that? No? Why wouldn't you?
1: With with your thing number three idea, this is the only problem that I could see. And it's not even really that much of a problem. Sure, everything is online for free, so there's no real market for back issues anymore. But at the same time, if I'm a comic book store and I own all these back issues, guess what? The value of these single issues from back in the day are going to jump in value because there are people that are going to want the fucking paper. They're gonna yes, want exactly. those solo issues, so you're you're making it easier for people to access the past, and then you're making a better market for the comic book stores because they'll be able to charge for certain books that have like serious figures or anything like that, certain serious events like the like the Infinity War
0: series or whatever. You can pretty much for the paper you almost char- you can almost charge whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, your your value is bound to go up because there's more interest in the thing because I've made the thing available right. for people to be interested in. Like- right.
1: <laughs> I, that That third solution, I think, is just the one where you just hit everything on the head. Like, that's just perfect because it just helps out everybody. It helps the new people come in. It helps the old people make money. And it makes the collectors happy. Might make listen, depending on what book you want, it might make you unhappy if you got to shell out like three, four hundred bucks for one issue. But if you're a collector, then you're already willing to spend a couple hundred bucks on a single issue.
0: By in, by creating a more informed and smarter customer base, you're going to be able to charge more for what you got because the perceived value of it will rise. Right basically like
1: there's there's so many there, for example there are so many books that i want because of the mcu influence right taskmaster has always kind of been one of my favorite marvel villains of all time but soon as they put taskmaster in a black widow book i had to have that first issue where taskmaster appears in a comic book i had to have that book
0: so it's the same thing that is going on with sports memorabilia and sports cards right now. Yes. There's renewed interest in it. And because there's a renewed interest, the prices of everything are going up.
1: And let's let's not even let's not even talk about it. Let's not even discuss it. Teaves and Phoenix, we're not about comic book NFTs. That is not a thing that we support. And no, no absolutely not.
0: Fundamentally comic books need to be kept at a price point that is going to allow younger people to get in right because younger people are this market for too long the market has been geared towards frankly me like older collectors that are established and and go into the comic book stores and buy like you know five, six, seven comics on new comic book day, but that's not sustainable, it's and, really not, and that's why I feel like maybe you can agree
1: or disagree with this, but like that's why I think manga is growing so much in popularity in the United States because you get more bang for the dollar that you're spending
0: exactly. Exactly,
1: I don't know what it is, maybe a, a deeper discussion on like capitalistic society, like what not, what have you, but if I'm a 12 year old kid and I only have so much money from like allowance or whatever, uh, are they still doing allowances in 2021? I don't even know what they're doing.
0: I don't Do even I, know what's happening.
1: But anyway, however I get my money, I'm going to want the most from my money here. Right. Right. And I would rather, if I only have like 10 bucks a week or whatever the hell it is, allowance in 2021 is, I'm sure adjusting for inflation is way more than that. But I want something. I, if the choices are three books of uh, three books at like three bucks each, and that's not the whole story, or I can get a whole volume of Shonen Jump or whatever, and have like four or five different complete stories in there. Yeah, I'm gonna want the 500 page volume, John.
0: Right. Well, anyway, I'm glad i I'm glad you like my suggestions. This is what I think would work, but I think we need to start wrapping this up right about now. Yeah, it's like just the tip of a very large iceberg, folks. If you want to know more about what's going on in the comic book industry, or if you have thoughts, you know, you could check out YouTube. Uh, just look around or just go to your local comic book shop and be like, hey, what's going on? What, what's happening?
1: And if you have questions and you don't have a local comic book shop wherever you are. Ask us questions, fine.
0: Follow us on yeah, Twitter. You can ask us questions.
1: Follow us on Twitter at I am Kid Phoenix at a DOB Royster. Teams is at a team K. Follow the show at Teams and Kid Versus. Subscribe. Follow the podcast. And uh yeah, go get, get, get out of here. Read some comics.
0: Go back to framing your maximum clonage issues or whatever it was you were doing. Maximum clonage. You don't remember the maximum clonage series or no. The- <laughs> No, well, that's. I thought you. I thought you were. Better, I, th- I, you thought
1: you were I, I thought you were talking about Maximum Carnage for a second. I was like, wait, no, I knew it there was would a make sense game. if they were
0: framing Maximum Carnage, but Maximum Clonage, nobody's framing that. I don't, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> we'll do okay. some research.
1: Let's <laughs> do some research. I'll do some research. Everybody else, go out, read some comic books. Find your local comic book shop. Support your local comic book shop. Ask questions if you are intrigued in. Characters from the Marvel Cinematic Universe or the, or the Snyderverse, if you're doing it from the Snyderverse, Jesus Christ, you're doing it wrong. Um, but the animated universe, like whatever, ask questions, talk to people. If you're interested, people will give you the answers that you're looking for. We swear to you, nerds slash enthusiasts, we don't bite. We'd like we to have, we'd like to have new fans. <laughs> new. That's it. That's it. That's, That's it. the podcast. That's, That's all. It. That's
0: all we got. We're That's done.
1: all we got. We're done. We're getting out of here. We'll Go. see you later. We're out of here. and Kid Phoenix. We'll see you next week.